0: Bienvenidos a la vecindad. We, we are, are Las Malandrinas. Malandrinas.
1: Breaking generational trauma through chisme y chistes. That was said like very fast. Like, I, I had to drink start- water, I'm sorry. Oh, <clears throat> I thought you were going to start rapping. I had to drink water. Are you Wait, good now? Um, no, I did already. That's what the noise I was making was, sorry. <laughs>
0: you got some ASMR right there. I'm brought to you by... Anymore, it's water bottle. hey it's Today <laughs> I know actually our theme of the week mm-hmm. is heavy topics so we balance our podcast conversations
1: mm-hmm.
0: by having one week of heavy conversation and then a chill week.
1: Mm-hmm. And this
0: week is heavy. So we will be talking about depression mm-hmm. this episode in this episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you want a paper sister rock with kid and pizza? No
1: mama's- <laughs> <laughs> you Okay, so I actually
0: like I <clears throat> knew that we were gonna talk about this, but mm-hmm. I didn't remember like when it would be the next time we would record and this would be the theme. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking earlier how. I'm like, oh, whenever we do talk about depression, like, this is what came to mind. Like, just these ideas came to me. hmm <clears throat> Because I was thinking about, like, seasonal depression.
1: hmm
0: I think I saw something today discussing that and how, like, a lot of people do experience seasonal depression and heavily in this time, like, December, how the weather changes, how... It's like holidays. People don't celebrate a with their loved ones. For whatever mm-hmm. reasons. Whether they get along or not. Or whether they're just very busy. Or they're not in the same area. They can't travel, etc.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so... <clears throat> I was thinking how in previous years... I feel like I would experience seasonal depression. But I would always think it was more... Due to whatever, like, I was, like, whatever relationship I was in at the time. <clears throat> and I think because of that, it took away from, like, me wanting to celebrate holidays and stuff. hmm So then I was thinking, oh, this year is totally different for me. Because once I realized that, like, a few years ago in December. hmm I was like, I have to challenge myself to not experience whatever the fuck it is that I'm re-triggered by or needing a process. I don't know. So I guess an example, I'll go back to some Decembers to give an idea mm-hmm. of what came to mind as early, like far back as I could go of when like I was pregnant <clears throat> as a teenager
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that December, what well, was meant to be, like, oh, I'm celebrating, I'm going to give birth, I'm with my partner, whatever. I think I wasn't.
1: hmm
0: And because I was always on and off with him.
1: hmm
0: And so it was just me going through that by myself. I was probably around family. I can't even remember what that Christmas was like when I was pregnant. hmm Then... The next year or so, I ended up celebrating Christmas with my dad's side of the family, mm-hmm. which is so fucking rare that mm-hmm. I'm ever like around them like that. And pin that because I'm gonna revisit that conversation in one of our other episodes that we record coming up.
1: Scribble it on nose, guys. Bullet point it, por favor.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So then other christmases like on and off with these men that i've dated eventually it was my second baby daddy by then i was a stepmom so i feel like i had a little bit more joy around that time when it came to celebrating christmas which would distract me if ever i felt like this depression coming back because i look forward to like getting creative with whether like the christmas tree or the decorations come together with family or whatever Mm -hmm. for the kids and also like christmas shopping all that stuff i would look forward to it yeah when like after four years of that relationship ended and by then i already had another baby and i'm sorry i'm gonna keep coughing i feel like
1: well, I don't know. That's not really coughing. That's like clearing your throat, no? No, I feel like I have to
0: cough. Oh. Or both. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> the cold has been affecting me for sure. hmm <laughs> I hope I'm not getting sick. You see, like, again? my voices. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> by the time that I became a single mom again, like, ya estaba bien desganada. But it's like I still had to kind of keep trying when it came to, like, the kids and the Christmas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so now, desde entonces, I mean, eventually I did it again. I was in another relationship. But it's always just came down to, like, I work with what I can in those moments. And so it just became limited throughout the time. Like, I didn't dedicate as much. Or didn't put as much effort as I would before. Is what I noticed. And when I noticed like... um, I don't know. Me getting like in this funk of just like... I don't even know if funk. Just like I would feel really sad. Mm -hmm. I feel like I wouldn't... Focus on all the other experiences I had before. Because... I just kept going and going and going and I would never pause to process all the things that I had been living through and now this year feels different like I mentioned before because I'm just not there anymore like I finally this year has felt whether it's through the podcast or on my own and even like I started therapy Mm -hmm. about a month or so ago like it just feels so different because i've given myself the opportunity to talk about things to process them i was just not even talk i was just it really is difficult to have these conversations mm-hmm. <clears throat> and i was just it's just been crying it's been journaling it's been focusing on my creations fucking dancing you know it looks and feels so different Mm -hmm. but i don't know i'm just kind of proud of myself that i acknowledged that i did experience depression for a long time Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: that i eventually started talking about it like with at least with my son Mm -hmm. at one point i just remember crying so much And he'd be concerned, like, what's going on with you? And I'm just like, I'm depressed. And he was kind of like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, not even knowing what to do with that information. And then I felt bad for sharing it. But I remember, like, years prior to that, when I became a single mom after that four-year relationship, that he'd just see me cry. And he'd be, like, comforting me. And he was younger then. He's a teenager now. Mm
1: Mm-hmm
0: he be like why are you sad like why are you crying and i felt so bad like crying in front of him and then i was like no like he has to know that i'm sad like i'm not just happy i'm not just calm and patient like i really am fucking sad and i don't know how to process it sometimes and i don't know how to even talk about it and i feel like the few times that i've try to vocalize or communicate with someone what i was going through they didn't know what to do with that information Mm -hmm. and so i've like throughout time i've gone through different like resources or checked different resources within the community on on What would help me like whether it be with social workers in the county or therapy at one point or like group sessions and at times it would help I feel like it would help but I also didn't want to become dependent on those types of services if they didn't fully help me mm-hmm. how i needed to because in the end i felt like even if i have all these services all this assistance and especially from professionals like i still have to do the work within the myself to make sure that i'm okay you know i could have that tempering moment with them on sharing or expressing myself but like i still gotta go back home mm-hmm. and deal with my shit i still gotta sit with myself and figure this out and i think it's until recently when i've been able to to do that after all these years of trying to figure out like what would work for me or wouldn't i can mention here like oh i started therapy again because now i see it like it's an additional tool to help me hmm but ultimately i'm not relying on it like for example maybe in october or september october i started the process of like wanting to connect with a therapist and then that still took time and then finally i went like in october or maybe november i went like the first time and that was just kind of like an intro like she would tell me oh well do you think this is gonna work for you do you want to continue and i was like yeah I think so and then it took like another two weeks or so for me to like schedule again and when I finished the first session she told me you seem like a very happy person to Mm -hmm. be here she's like and I don't say that often to people and I was like I am I am happy to just in general no matter what I'm going through and I don't say that to like sugarcoat what I'm going through Mm -hmm. but I just know now that like I am in a happier place and me reaching out to a therapist was more so because I need and I told her too I'm like if I continue coming here is because I need to express myself and hear my thoughts out loud and have a professional like hear me and explain things to me if I'm not understanding it Mm -hmm. I'm like because I won't always have the answers to stuff even if sometimes it seems like i do like no i need assistance and so i've probably seen her like three times now within that time frame yep and the last session i told her i She's like oh like am i gonna see you in a week or something like that and i'm like i think i'm gonna take some time to not be back I'm like, not because, like, I don't want to come. I'm like, but because of the things that I'm going through at my house sometimes, like, I just don't want to, like, be here all the time. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like it's not necessary. And so when I feel like it is necessary, I want to be able to reach out. And then schedule something. I'm like, so I will contact you to schedule again. And I did, like, two days ago. Mm-hmm. I text her and I said, can we schedule for something towards the end of this month? Mm-hmm. So And I gave her, like, two dates, like, the 26th and 27th. Mm-hmm. And then she got back to me today to confirm it. And I was like, that's what I like. Mm-hmm. Because I told her I need to schedule things a certain way. Mm-hmm. And... It's not even about, like, me being in control or anything like that. It's just me understanding that I need to balance certain things in my life. And this happens to be one of those things. I don't want to be going to therapy every week or every other week because I want to also just live my life and trust more than anything that I know what the fuck I'm doing and that I can trust in my intuition to guide me with the decisions i make in my life <laughs> and that was something that i couldn't do for myself for most of my life i just couldn't i wouldn't trust in me i have to rely on like i was very codependent on men that i would date and i was very like always wanting for others to help me and i had a very like victim like mentality that was holding me back and now I finally feel like I'm not there and that's why I'm able to say like I don't feel depressed and I don't feel like I will again because I'm just very at peace with myself and it's taken a lot for me to find that peace within me to know that like all those other codependent things and all those like just things that were taking away from me and all the I guess energy of mine that I was giving to others to take care of instead of me taking care of it myself like I could finally bring it back to myself and be like no like I fucking got this and I'm good knowing that whereas before there was so much fear like I'd just be fucking scared to live my life
1: Mm
0: -hmm. without knowing the outcome and allowing uncertainty to just take away so much for me and this year has been huge on showing me like shit's gonna get figured out one way or another you're gonna be fine and i'm just like yeah let me start living my fucking life but yeah i guess also what i was gonna say about my thoughts that came to mind besides the that what i saw about like the seasonal depression also postpartum depression Mm -hmm. so even though i can name it in different ways what the depression was at the end it was i was very depressed and i was very sad for a really long time and the postpartum depression which is very common for women to go through after pregnancy um, when I was, after I gave birth, at age seventeen, and I felt like I was experiencing, or at least that's what the doctors told me, you're experiencing postpartum depression. They wanted to like, they wanted me to, like, take medicine for that. Mm-hmm. And my son's dad was like, "Don't, don't start relying on that." He's like, "If you want to try it and see what that's like for you." then start with like half a pill and then notice if there's something that works for you or not and i just got so scared because he was into drugs at the time Mm -hmm. and so i trusted in his comment on that and i i was like i'm not relying on a pill i have to figure it out and so that's when i started looking into resources and stuff different programs to figure it out um but yeah eventually realizing like okay i could go through all these programs and services and resources yes but i don't want to be relying on it all the time because i need to process my emotions and that like being a teen mom was was and has been one of the biggest um challenges i guess to overcome at least emotionally and mentally um not so much like oh i don't accept it i've accepted that that's my life Mm -hmm. but more so i don't even know how to explain it like like the fact that that time frame i numbed myself so much and not like drugs or alcohols just i kept focusing on like my education on having a job all those things can be numbing as well if you're not ultimately doing the work to process your emotions then you have this temporary um like work like people fucking become workaholics or take on more than they can educationally speaking if they go to college and shit Mm -hmm. just like that's why i'm very much i'll repeat now like finding balance within everything that i choose to have in my life And because I numbed so much of what I experienced during my teenage years, um, now that I'm 32, I'll be like, oh, I don't have that many memories of those times. I don't remember what it was like to be pregnant because I was so sad during those times or I don't remember what it's, I don't remember what it's like to be a mom to my son when he was like a newborn up to like age three or so. And that makes me sad because I have to now do the work to remember. Um, Recently, he was doing an assignment and he said, what kind of child was I growing up? And I thought he was a happy child. And the reality is like, yeah, he probably was the few times that I would see him and stuff because I was working so much. I was going to school so much. And he was raised by my parents. So the few times I see him, I'd be like, oh, yeah, well, I think he was happy because he was around me. But overall, he was being raised by my parents. And so. Yeah. That's a lot to process. So I'll leave it there. Because this could be revisited later on. Mm,
1: okay.
0: I was like, okay. Well, so we said we were going to make it like a shorter conversation. Yeah. And I already took up like 20 minutes.
1: Okay, so this is the end of the episode. We'll get mm, on to honest. my part next time.
0: No, we can make it longer. <laughs> no. Um.
1: No, we are getting in here. So and okay. <laughs> I'm just here.
0: <laughs> Even though we never have this. I get noises. I get like
1: uh some like an app on my phone. We, we have a fucking
0: tone. Like different tones and shit or effects.
1: I don't know if we have static though.
0: That would be funny. We shall
1: test it out later. Yeah,
0: because
1: <laughs> if we test it out now, we could fuck up the audience. <laughs> Mm-hmm. might not do that right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I kept, like, interrupting you every few, like, seconds, because <clears throat> my throat is, like, just not. Oh, I don't feel interrupted. I just mm-hmm. talked. Okay, because my throat is just not cooperating with me these past few days.
0: Uh, same. Uh... <laughs> I'm surprised I was able to talk for twenty minutes.
1: That's good though. that was this organo, you know? Yeah. So it's okay. Also a little ASMR
0: because I'm gonna get a little holes Shit. Oh, do you have more?
1: It's a cherry yes. flavored. That's cool.
0: I just need something for wait, let's let's do it together so they can hear the ASMR. Hold on. I
1: need to get it out of the pack. I'm like, struggling. like, <laughs> oh <my laughs> <I'm just> struggling. Because it was <laughs> all sticky.
0: All right, I'm going to turn on the light.
1: <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. I need to
0: finish my chips. You shouldn't have done what?
1: Put this in there because now my
0: breath is going to feel, like, all minty. That's going to be a nasty mix. Cherry con hot cheetos. Uh, finish the chips later.
1: Anyway. Um... <laughs> well,
0: did you wanna share?
1: Mm, I feel like I, I've already have shared like a like a shit ton already. Um I do not remember the episode, but I have mentioned how um what's it called? Like how I do have like um how I process emotions and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um I have stated to, um, what's, oh, God, I can't even talk.
0: <laughs> well, it depends on the topic, I feel like, because when I had these thoughts earlier, I was like, wait, I could share this, because I don't feel like I've ha- talked about stuff like mm-hmm. this before. I mean, I mentioned the whole, like, being a teen mom and stuff in other um, episodes, mm-hmm. but um, and of course, yeah. what
1: I was going to share, I forgot that I already shared it. Oh, okay. Until you started talking, talking right, and then like in the middle of it, I was like, "Wait, haven't I already talked about this?" Like, like you know, forming my sentences and everything in my head mm. as I was listening to you, and I'm like, "Wait, I already shared this, but <clears throat> I have stated how I think it was the episode of how we deal with our emotions. I like shared a lot that episode
0: mm.
1: about." how I go through these um, like periods of time where I just like kind of shut off and um, I literally isolate myself um, to everyone. And um, I think, yeah. So for those of you that have listened to the episode, um, hello, (laughs) welcome back. Um, for those of you who have not listened to this, to the episode, and this is your first episode ever, um, go back and listen to all of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> because then this will make sense, because I'm not going to go too deep into it, because I feel like I already did share a bunch, um, specifically on that episode. Um. You don't remember. I what
0: do not remember. <laughs> it happens, yeah. We have, like, over 90 <laughs> episodes at this point, so yeah, we can't always fully referenced but Mm -hmm. really i mean you're welcome to listen to any of our episodes depending on what you feel like listening to we try to touch on different types of topics Mm -hmm. um just based on our life experiences and us showing you ultimately we're trying to break generational trauma Mm -hmm. this is what it looks and feels like for us
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and sometimes yeah it's going to be a struggle to fully go into these conversations. Mm-hmm. Um yeah,
1: but if you want to feel caught up to the lore <laughs> like for for life, I guess, um go listen to the other episodes. <laughs> um but if, you know, you want to know about like this specific episode that I'm talking about I do not remember the name. I will say that. Not even going to lie. Um, the name. Title. Um, but I do know we... Um, like, it should be in the description how we process our emotions. Mm-hmm. Right? It was that episode, I believe. So. Yeah. And... Um, so, I didn't look for the description in that. But... um, <clears throat> I shared, like, a shit ton um, about what happens to me sometimes like it's not every week or anything like that but it's um like once in a good while maybe like once or twice a month something like that um it just depends on how much um like holding in like emotional wise and shit or what even or what i'm even going through that month um but uh And again as I've said in that episode too, um, I'm not trying to like self-diagnose myself cuz I haven't gone diagnosed. I would like to get diagnosed, but you know, I just haven't really had the time. And also I'm <laughs> like um not even going to lie, I'm afraid that they'll like stick me in the <laughs> in a room <laughs> with padded walls and shit. <laughs> so um, that's a fear. <laughs> that's a fear. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I really do need to get fucking evaluated and um what's it called diagnosed there you go <laughs> um, but I have a sneaky feeling that it is depression and um friends in the family, so you' no, no, not, not because of you, but the way like, I'm like, just that's the- it. <laughs> Uh, well, oh, on my no. side. okay. On my side, it does. A little bit on our side. I will say that, and we'll talk about that later on with you. <laughs> okay. And, um, you no. Know, so, like, on both sides of my family, it really does run. On bo- uh, Yeah, it really does run on both sides of the family, so I would not, I kind of just make sense if I connect dots and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, if you want to learn more about how I deal with it or you know what I go through, go find that episode. <laughs> but that's all we'll
0: be sharing this
1: this in this current one. That's all we be sharing.
0: But we go through a lot. That's mm-hmm. what this whole podcast is about. Yep. Um basically just giving you a glimpse of what we are trying to make sense of,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like yeah the um, language, not language. Well, for example, like the phrase "breaking generational trauma," mm-hmm. se ha escuchado más in recent times. Yeah, and so obviously it caught our attention to the point where we created a podcast about it. Then we're like through cheese and chiste because. Even if we have these heavy conversations, like, we're still going to laugh. We're mm-hmm. still going to... That's just, like, our our humor is created because of all the shit we've been through. And the humor, at least for me, is what's gotten me through so much shit. Mm-hmm. Like, whether that was stand-up that I'd be watching. Like, I'd seek out. So I didn't just seek out, like, the resources within the community and all of that that I shared there's other ways and i think probably in that episode or maybe one of the recent episodes we said like you know seek out whatever like comforts you whatever Mm -hmm. self-care looks and feels like for you whether that's through music or you're listening to a podcast or two three
1: different episodes we've talked about yeah Mm -hmm.
0: and we'll continue repeating it because it's so important to take care of yourself we can share our experiences that doesn't mean it's relatable to you all Mm -hmm. but maybe in helps to make you know like that understanding of oh wait i am going through some shit you may not even know what it is or for you to understand someone else going through it too yeah mm-hmm. so that's why we share you know we don't really know what the outcome will be or the takeaway for people but for us it helps to express ourselves mm-hmm. and create this space for ourselves to feel safe and share mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but thank you so much for tuning in mm-hmm. we appreciate you be unapologetically you and if you'd like you follow us on instagram or tiktok at las malandrinas podcast mm-hmm. okay <laughs> oh my
1: god, <coughs> oh my god. Are you good? Yeah, it's just my throat's fucking stupid right now. Sorry.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say bye! Then, I know! And I was like, ah! I'm over here about to like stop recording <laughs> him and you're Okay, you good? Bye! Yeah. <laughs> and, and scene. scene.